0: Hello again, and welcome to the Laundromat Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Radke. Today, we're going to hit on washer extractors, the backbone of all laundromats. We're going to cover soft mumps, hard mumps. You know, there's there's options out there, and it it really boils down to identifying the right fit for your application. And we have an expert in that realm, someone who's forgotten more about laundromat business than, than I'll ever know mike hand vice president of north america commercial sales for alliance laundry systems welcome to the show again mike
1: hey randy good morning good afternoon and uh thanks for having
0: me we always go to the highest level expert we can pull in so that's why you're here to to help educate us on soft mounts hard mounts and washing and and roi and all that stuff let's jump right in i'm hearing a lot about g4 soft mounts for laundromat applications I think there's a misconception here that somehow this is new technology. It's not, right? Um,
1: No, Randy, it isn't. You're right. You are correct. Soft mounts have been around for uh, for a long time. Uh, I think that they're becoming more relevant today as people are looking for a higher G-force extraction, quicker throughput times, and ways to save money. But soft mounts are not something that are new to our industry. They are something that's been around for a long time, and it's still a uh, a process, right? It's it's not a one size fits all for uh, for our industry. So there's there's options, and we have to uh, figure out what the best option is for uh, each individual uh, in each individual market.
0: For sure. So maybe maybe we should back up a second. For those that might be new to the industry, th- listening to the podcast for the first time, what's the difference, soft and hard mold?
1: You know, I've, what I've always told people is uh, the soft mount product is uh, two washers in one. Basically, you have a washer sitting on top of a, another washer or a base that consists of shocks and springs. It can get to a faster G-force extract speed if there is a perfect load. And a hard mount is a washer that we bolt down to the floor and uh, we usually put on a solid structure. So soft mounts would be something that we would put on a second floor in an application where they don't have a solid foundation. Maybe they only got a two inches of uh, solid pour concrete versus the six, eight inches that uh, we would like to see uh, for the hard mount. So it's, it's, it's two machines in one versus the hard mount, which has been our go-to bread and butter in North America for quite a while. The Europeans and the other countries have been using soft mounts and they, they are predominantly soft mount in other other markets, not uh, North America.
0: Let's dig into that a little bit then. So if, if it's not a new product, if high G-force has always kind of been a thing for, for a long time, why isn't this a go-to in North America? Why aren't more laundromats running soft mounts? You know, high G-force, why not?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest hangups for using in North America is that, hey, it's, when you're looking at ROI and you're looking at the cost of doing business, the softmount product has always been seen as a, a higher cost of doing business. I would say that the job of a sales consultant, uh, whether it's through a distributor or through a, a dealer, the job of a sales consultant is to be an educator, right? Everybody knows that they want to buy a laundry, they want to buy a washer, they just don't know what that washer is. So as a salesperson, and and that's the most of my background, as a salesperson, it would be my job to go in and take a look at the facility, uh, look at the the utility hookups, look at the foundation. What do they have as a foundation and what's the best product for their application? That's the job of a, a sales consultant. We just haven't had to deal with basements and uh, not every not every part of the country has a basement, right? I mean, if you look at in the South, you, you'll find more solid foundations. And the majority of my career was spent in middle America. There's There are basements, but you have to guide the investor or guide the buyer to the right product. Therefore, we find it more likely than not that we're going to sell a hard mount versus a soft mount and on top of the cost of it it's also is the soft mount the right application and in most cases what you'll find is the soft mount is not the right application now there are applications out there that would require us to use a soft mount and that would be a second story over a parking garage you know some place that has a basement there are workarounds, and we've used workarounds for a long time in the, uh, the U.S. with putting in pillars, pouring pads in the basement and, and building those up. There's, there's always been a way around it. Soft mounts now have made it a little bit easier for people to put these into laundromats. Uh, we have soft mount products, and like I said, there is a time and a place to use them, but I would say we're more 80% hard mount than we are 80% soft mount.
0: So is this kind of a case where, all right, I come to you as a as an owner, maybe first time owner, uh, new investor, and I found a location and these demographics work. I've talked with the, the owner of the building, the lease is rock solid. You know, I've got a great opportunity here, but it's got a basement. Is this one of those cases where you go, all right, well, well we have a product to make that work. I don't want to take you away from from a great location here, we can make that work.
1: Yeah, I would say, Randy, you're spot on with that. If it's a basement, they're locked in, this is the place they wanna go, the demographics, and everything says that this scores out to be a great laundry location, then we would say, hey, the best product for that application is indeed our soft mount product. We would guide them along that path versus a hard mount. Now, there would be the possibility using a hard mount, but when it comes to cost, the cost to make that building what it needed to be for a hard mount just may outweigh the benefit of just putting in a uh, a hard mount versus a soft mount. So there, uh, like I said, there's every market, every application, every building is different. It should be done on a case by case basis. And the one that you just described would be a perfect opportunity to put in a soft mount washer. The
0: big positive on on soft mounts is G-Force. So uh, let's compare apples to apples. If I've got a location that that allows me to use the foundations and go with a hard mount, but I come to you and I say, oh, you know, high G makes a lot of sense. You know, what does that mean for like dry times? And what are the considerations I need to have if, if, I, if I come to you and I'm adamant? High G-Force is the way to go. What do I need to be thinking
1: about? Well, yes, high G-Force will uh, help you remove the uh, moisture from your, your articles that you are your items that you're washing. But one thing to keep in mind is in most cases, soft mounts would require a perfect load for that washer to really reach its high g-force potential just because it says 450 doesn't mean it gets to 450 or just because it says 550 doesn't mean it gets to 550 it means best case scenario we're going to get you to 450 or 550 which could reduce your dry times however if the load isn't perfect you may only get that machine to reach 200 250 in the extract cycle a lot of times As you know, when people come in, they just take their clothes out of the basket. They don't go to a scale to weigh them and say, okay, this is a 70-pound machine. I got 70 pounds of clothes. I'm going to throw these in. I'm going to get 450, which is going to reduce my dry time by two to five minutes. Whereas if you go and throw an imperfect load into your hard-mount machine, 95% of the time, my opinion, 95% of the time, you are going to get to the max extract speed in a hard mount because of the fact that it is a hard mount machine and the load doesn't dictate the extract as much as it does on a soft mount.
0: I think it's probably a good good point to underscore because you and I can, can both speak from the, the OPL on-premises laundry world and note that even trained staff at an OPL will sometimes overload, underload machines and, and impact that, that G-force. You know, now you're talking about, to your point, that laundromat customer who who is not weighing the load, they're, they're throwing their stuff in. And these aren't loads that are as homogeneous as like an OPL, where it's all sheets or it's all terry cotton. You might have jeans. You might have technical things in there. You might have a sweater. Those are all considerations as well, right? Like it, as far as is that load going to be balanced and – Will everything spin out?
1: Yeah, the weight of a the weight of a, a sheet versus the weight of jeans, the weight of towels versus a t shirt. Uh, it all goes into play, and even in an OPL application, you still get unbalanced, imperfect loads because the number one cost of doing business for any OPL laundry is labor, and for the sake of time and throughput. of laundries don't have a scale sitting there to weigh them. They are just going off of feel and the laundry carts that they use to make sure that they are getting the same size load every time. So there's no perfect science to it, but you would be more likely to get a perfect load in the OPL versus somebody who is washing mixed articles of clothing, towels, linens, you know, whatever it may be, it's always going to be different on the coin laundry side because somebody walks through the door, there may be a single guy that comes through the door and he's got a trash bag full of clothes. He's going to say this whole trash bag fits into this machine and he may not even separate his, uh, his items that he's washing or she's washing.
0: Come on, Mike, that never happens in laundromats. No, never. Thinking about th- those items too, like as I look at, okay, well, high G force, I'm going to get you know less dry time, I'm going to get people in and out the door. But the things that you've talked about, you know, you you have a system that will try to rebalance, right? That machine wants to bring it up to the 450 or 500 G force, you know, so it will go through several retries. That's time that's added onto the cycle, then, right?
1: Yeah, as the machine tries to hit high speed extract it will try several times depending on what the programming is in each individual machine and then at some point it will time out and just stay where it's at whether it be 200g's you know you can we can say that the time can be dictated by the time to get through the store can be dictated by soft mount versus hard mount. But we also have other things that play into that. If you have a smaller water line and it takes longer to fill, that will bump your cycle time up as well. So we can't put everything on, hey, our throughput's faster because we have higher G-force. There is way more things that go into that than just the G-force of the machine, which goes back to, hey, your laundry consultant, it's his or her job. To be an educator and educate you on the exact things that you need to make everything perfect. And there is no perfect answer, there are just best case scenarios or best advice given. So um, it's not just G force when it comes to throughput times, it's also waterline. How fast is it draining? It's a large amount of things that play into getting people in and out the door in a timely manner.
0: I want to at least touch on the dry side a little bit because the high G Force sales pitches that, that reduce dry time that's necessary. But as a laundromat owner, I'm deriving income from those tumblers that I put in. I know it's a touchy topic, you know, free dry. What's your take on how I should consider tumblers in this whole equation?
1: They're a revenue stream, right? Everybody should make money off your dryers. Your dryers, are the last thing that people remember when they leave that store. How fast did it dry? How much did it cost me? The market dictates the pricing when it comes to free dry versus full cycle dry versus a quarter for seven minutes or a quarter for four minutes, whatever the market is. But it is a revenue stream. And if you aren't getting a higher value out of your washer to offset the cost of free dry, you are probably doing yourself a disservice and it's personal preference right there's people that go into markets and 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 say hey everybody else is in the uh in in the neighborhood is free dry i got to be free dry too well if you if you look at the price of their washers versus the price of their dryers when it's all said and done you could be charging 450 for a wash you get a dollar fifty to dry you're at six bucks the person down the street could be charging seven bucks to wash with free dry so it's it's personal preference but I would tell investors hey dryers are a revenue stream they do make you money you do pay a utility bill associated with it and you should really look at instead of doing free dry how about you do full cycle dry you guarantee you got great dryers right you know that your dryers work you know that your dryers are going to reflect well on your business if your washer and your dryer price still add up when it's all said and done to the same price as the guy across the street with free dry it's a win but dryers are a uh, a revenue stream and i would encourage folks to always look at it that way when push comes to shove you're paying for them whether it be utilities or the cost of the dryer they should always have a value put on them and uh, free dry is, uh, is something that uh, is relevant in a lot of markets, but I would say that we're, we're more of a time price dry business than we are a free dry business. We, we don't have as many people doing free dry as, uh, as we would think. And, and putting in high G-force uh, soft mount extractors isn't necessarily a reason to go to free dry because your dryers are still a revenue stream.
0: And especially as we look at you know cl- controls like the quantum touch control now where where you're able to a- add those cycle modifiers on the dry side with with reversing and, and extended anti-wrinkle tumble those are revenue sources too and you know my conversations with owners out there who have that love the option you know I can get another quarter for adding those modifiers and anecdotally have heard that they they do fairly well. so again you're you're having these functionalities and features that you can charge. Additional vend for you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you if you don't take advantage.
1: Sure, it's upside, right? If you can pick up an additional ten percent in revenue, everybody's always looking for a competitive advantage. Everybody's looking for a new revenue stream. You know, you should look at what you're marketing behind your store. Are you marketing the fact that you can get reversing? Are you marketing the fact that you got anti wrinkle? The same can be said when it goes to our our quantum touch uh, washer extractors. The cycle modifiers, you know, there's a modifier that people build in there for a uh, a quick wash. You know, the quick wash gets people out the door quicker as well. So it, it's all in how do you market your store and how you what value you put on the impression that you are leaving the folks with. They may pay two fifty to dry, and maybe they put three dollars in because they want that you know reversing, and it it, it makes their clothes. Uh, Come out drier or, or less wrinkled, and they don't have to, you know, worry about pressing the clothes or ironing the clothes when they when they get home. But that is uh, those cycle modifiers are an amazing uh, marketing tool that do get people to come into your store and spend a little extra change, um, no pun intended, in growing uh, their experience and, and and leaving your store uh, satisfied. And those cycle modifiers on Quantum Touch whether it be on the washer, extractor, or the dryer, they do leave a lasting impression on the end user.
0: Put a bull around this thing, Mike. I mean, everything that, that I've heard, it sounds like hard mounts aren't all bad, soft mounts aren't all bad. It's really understanding your location, your clientele, what you want to do with the business, and then kind of going through an ROI on the products and coming up at the best solution.
1: Yeah, to, to sum it up, Randy, there's not a one-size-fits-all for laundry, right? Sales consultants should be very good listeners to hear what their investor needs, and then they should guide their investor down the right path. Do they have a solid, poor uh, foundation? Are they over a basement? What's their water line? What's their drain line? How big's their gas line? You know, but more importantly, what do they hope to achieve And the only way that we as sales professionals can do right by our investors, our customers, or the laundry industry in general is you got to be great listeners and provide the, the investor with the best product that fits what they're trying to do. There is no one size fits all. And I think that's the biggest misconception when it comes to laundry. You know, People say, I want a laundry and salespeople just go out and sell them laundries. We have to start and continue to listen to what it is that they, uh, they want. And then we have to figure out what product fits best in that environment, that application, that location. Uh, and I tell our salespeople all this all the time. Our job is to educate the customer on what they need because all they know is they want a washer and dryer. They don't know which is best for them. And that's our job is to put them in the best situation to be successful.
0: Uh, great advice i mean i think that that carries through to everything right whether you're putting windows in your house shopping for a new computer or a, a tv if the salesperson is pushing one thing at you before that you e- have even gave them your list of of goals
1: that's a problem 100% it's, it's it's all about uh it's all about listening uh you know at the end of the day you said it it everything in life uh there's 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 a ton of options out there for everything that we do in our day to day, whether it's business or personal. And we look to buy from people we trust and people that give us the best advice. And, and and what we should do is always make sure that the customer gets what they need, not what they think they want.
0: Sound advice, definitely. Well, Mike, thank you so much for for joining us on the show. I know you're super, super busy, but but always great to chat with you and and lean on your your industry experience. So I can't thank you enough.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Randy. I'm uh, always happy to help. Uh, you know, in thirty years of doing this, uh, I have a passion for the business, and uh, I want to make sure that when we get that first opportunity, it turns into the tenth opportunity, the fifteenth opportunity. Anybody can do it once. We want to do it twenty times.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thanks to our listeners for for joining us. I hope you'll join us again next time on Laundromat Insights Podcast.